Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning into the latest episode of Ask the Top. My name is Chris Toplack, and I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. This is the post-Royal Rumble edition of the show, brother. How did you feel about the Royal Rumble? Now, yes, the show is a little bit delayed from the Royal Rumble. Normally, I, w- I would like to produce the show the week of, but I did jump on a Periscope immediately following the event, And I believe I had about a 30 to 40 minute live recap, including my thoughts. So I'm not going to go over that with a fine tooth comb. But at the same time, I was two for two with my Royal Rumblest predictions. It was a Japanese takeover. Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka both emerged victorious and rightfully so. And how about NXT? Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas was a legitimate five-star match. Or if you listen to the ENC pod of awesomeness, a five-Gargano match. It was incredible. I felt that NXT was the more, an NXT TakeOver, I should say, was the more well-rounded show. It was less predictable. But that's not to say the Royal Rumble was completely disappointing. In fact, the complete opposite. You can't always get what you want, but I was still satisfied with it. I wasn't blown away by Ronda Rousey's appearance, especially pointing at the sign three times and really saying nothing, but what else did you expect? On this edition of the program, 205 Live rebooted, finally. Rolled my eyes, you couldn't see it, but I did. Jason Jordan's surgery, highlights from the week, The Undertaker versus John Cena, Braun Strowman as the Universal Champion, and my Mount Rushmore of NXT. New episodes of this program, Air on YouTube.com. Subscribe to me on there. Chris Toplack. I'll probably start producing some more comedy videos as well, too. If you don't know, I love comedy. I love being a freedom from concern. I love entertaining. I love writing. So I might get more into that. But at the same time, I want to produce more original wrestling content. So YouTube is the place to follow me. If you want to listen to the program, christhomplack.com as well. And of course, and YouTube, as I mentioned, subscribe to me on there. TWM.news, a great partner, as is thereactionroom.com. And if you want to interact with me on social media and ask me questions, because the name of the show is Ask the Top, after all. Ask the Top is my pro wrestling page on Facebook, at Chris Toplack on Twitter, at Chris Toplack on Instagram that has nothing to do with pro wrestling, more to do with food and humor and everything else. And Chris Toplack on Google+. Tradition continues. It's a light beer this time. I'm sipping on a cracked canoe. How Canadian does that get? They're actually owned by Moosehead. It's not bad. You know, For a light beer, it blows something like Bud Light, Dilly Dilly. Get that crap out of my way. Out of the water. Which, to be honest, they mostly taste like. And that's Bud Light. Cracked canoe? A little bit more flavorful than that. For light beer, it's not bad. I grabbed it out of the fridge and figured, what the heck? It's been a long week. Lost a lung. 
due to hacking it up. I've been sick. It's been an orange blur of Dayquil, but I'm still here. The rumored WrestleMania card is already coming together, and this is courtesy of Forbes.com, along with many other online uh, publications and websites. So I wanted to go over this and get your thoughts. What do you think of this card so far? It's pretty stacked, if you ask me. So again, rumored. Bold letters. It's not confirmed. John Cena versus The Undertaker. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. AJ Styles versus Nakamura, which is confirmed. After Nakamura said, AJ Styles, or something along those lines, in terms of who he wants to face. So, we're in for a dream match. Being a huge AJ Styles and Nakamura fan, cannot wait for that. Ronda Rousey and a male partner versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I did note on a previous edition of the program that Ronda Rousey, having a partner, and I noted this also on Periscope, is really going to help her um, be guided through this match because she's still so green. I can't imagine she's training and putting in the time, so she probably needs somebody to lean on and watch and learn. WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match, Charlotte versus Asuka, which really surprised me. But at the same time, that is the match that we would prefer to see, I'm sure, at least you would and I would, over Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. We've already seen it on Raw, and she, um, Empress of Tomorrow, did away with Five Feet of Fury pretty quickly. The Raw Women's Championship match, Alexa Bliss versus her best friend, Nia Jax. Here's one that really surprised me. Intercontinental Championship match, The Miz versus Braun Strowman, which should be, what, 45 seconds in length at max. The fifth annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in the finals of the WWE Cruiserweight title tournament. So far, so good. And there's many notable names missing from the card. So, even if that's uh, not locked in stone, still pretty damn good. 205 Live rebooted. Well, this is according to PWI Insider. The WWE is looking to make some significant changes to 205 Live. So this would see Vince McMahon stepping aside with Triple H taking over the reins. Completely in favor of that. Look what he's done for NXT. And while Vince is probably more focused on a more character-driven program, you know that Triple H is likely going to mimic what made the Cruiserweight Classic so successful, and that is high-quality wrestling. If that's the case, I'm going to start watching 205 Live more intently because, to be honest, I'll skip episodes on purpose. And I rarely miss a second of WWE television, but 205 Live is something that is not always on my radar. Jason Jordan required some surgery. WWE.com announced on Tuesday that Jason Jordan underwent successful surgery to repair a neck injury. It's not currently known just how long Jordan will be out of action, but it is said to be minimally invasive. Could be good news. But with WrestleMania around the corner, could this be too much too soon? I feel like that's the hook at the end of a classic Batman episode. Could it be too much too soon? Find out next week. Where's Lars Sullivan? Speaking of injuries, it's been reported 
that he's been dealing with a knee injury, he wears that knee brace quite frequently, along with another health issue that hasn't been known or named. Furthermore, it's even been rumored, and this was surprising to me by multiple sources, that he was originally slated to challenge Andrade Cien Almas, but this injury threw him off course. I think naturally they would be pushing him along far too quickly, whereas that natural progression of Johnny Gargano losing frequently and then kind of regaining some order, regaining a sense of momentum was a much better story to tell. The Miz signed until 2022. Yeah, it's being rumored that he's actually signed a new four-year deal with the WWE that will see him stay with the company until 2022. If that's the case, then he's going to be around for quite some time, and that's many more potential intercontinental title reigns to eventually surpass Chris Jericho as the all-time great in terms of uh, intercontinental title reigns. He's at eight currently. Jericho's at nine. So that means he has to lose, regain it, lose, and then regain it. Great news for Serena Deeb. You may recognize the name. She was a part of CM Punk's Straight Edge Society. Also, you may have seen her in the May Young Classic. Well, this was announced by WWE.com. The NXT Women's Division has only been around for a few years, but as the springboard for the women's evolution, its legend already looms large. That's where Serena Deeb comes in, a former acolyte of CM Punk's Straight Edge Society. You might remember her getting her head shaved in the middle of the ring. Again, this is from WWE.com. Deeb resurfaced as a competitor in last summer's May Young Classic and was recently named the newest women's coach at the WWE Performance Center. Congratulations. That's a great gig. She has a great future there. And she enters the WWE Performance Center with over a decade worth of in-ring experience. That's a lot of credibility that she lends to the Performance Center. So congratulations going out to her. I think she's going to lend a lot of insight and a lot of precious advice to those trying to climb the ranks from NXT to the main roster. Highlights from the week, John Cena versus Elias versus Braun Strowman in a triple threat from Raw. I was very surprised to see Elias emerge victorious. He will now officially enter last at the Elimination Chamber. That doesn't mean he's going to win, but it's a bit of a curveball. Asuka versus Bayley. I'll say it right now. That was a main event caliber match from Raw. Asuka, back-to-back weeks, stealing the show in my humble opinion. So for those that were saying, you know what, Asuka has kind of lost her footing since jumping over from NXT... You're wrong now because that match with Sasha Banks and that match with Bailey blew it out of the water. Bobby Roode versus Rusev for the United States Championship from SmackDown Live. Love that match. How about Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, number 2,944 from SmackDown Live? You know what? They have fought all over the world on hundreds, if not thousands of occasions, and yet they still have undeniable chemistry and they still put on an entertaining match, and tell a great story. So kudos to both of them. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole, the Undisputed Era, versus Sanity, Eric Young, Alexander Wolfe, and Killian Dane in a non-title Tornado Tag Team match from NXT. An entertaining brawl through, as more Ronello said, the catacombs of center stage. It was a very epic and how, in terms of how he uh, announced that. And it always tends to be a little bit over the top with him. Now, knock at him. He's full of energy and spunk and, and you know, pizzazz. And, that, and that's a good thing. But, yeah, it was a very entertaining match there. Johnny Gargano had a nice little promo. And Andrade Cien Almas challenging him. And I guess Selena Vegas saying that if you 
fight him again and you lose, you're out of NXT. So I guess we'll see what happens in the weeks to come. Get to your questions. Part I look forward to the most. Mike Leoshi. And I swear I think I always butcher your name and I sincerely apologize. Quick story, and I've told this before. I hope it doesn't get old. But when I was on radio, I used to announce birthdays. And there were times where these names were so difficult to pronounce. We're talking like five, six syllables here. Must have been Greek or something else. I would butcher it to a point where I just felt so bad. I would almost laugh after I mispronounced the name. And then they would call in and say, do it again. You ruined my son's birthday. I thought, wow, talk about low expectations that they're listening to my show at 7 o'clock in the morning. It was a morning show. And, and the fact I butchered their name ruined the rest of their day. I think you're giving me a little bit too much credit there. Nonetheless, I apologize if I butcher your name on this program. I beg for forgiveness. What is the best way to book Ronda Rousey in the WWE, and should WWE relegate Rousey to tag matches between WrestleMania 34 and SummerSlam? Would it be better if Rousey's first singles match be at SummerSlam? Okay, a couple good questions here. So unless Ronda Rousey is putting in substantial work at the Performance Center or, or somewhere comparable, I wouldn't rush her into a singles match. It's a recipe for disaster. If she does find herself in one, I mean, the match itself would be relatively quick with Ronda displaying her dominance. I mean, that's what really led her to such heights of popularity in the UFC, defeating her foes in 14 seconds with a vicious armbar, right? Her match at WrestleMania will very likely be a tag team match, rumored earlier. But the amount of time and effort she puts into mastering her craft after April is really going to tell us more about her SummerSlam bout. So remember, it takes years, and I stress years, hundreds of opponents worth, thousands of bumps worth, you know, to wrestle at a main event level. It's constant failure, and you grow and you adapt from that. So unless she is putting in the work, and I've mentioned that on many occasions, I wouldn't be putting her in singles matches, because then her stock suddenly rapidly decreases. But I'm very curious to see what they do with the rowdy one. I hope they don't push her along too fast. War Machine via Google Plus. Do you think that the Undertaker versus John Cena match should happen at WrestleMania 34? I get asked this at least once every couple of weeks. No, I don't believe so. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't want to watch it either. It's not a cop-out of an answer, by the way. If this match is officially put together at WrestleMania 34, you know, that, that's, that's fine, but it should have seen them paired up together several years ago. So if they do it at WrestleMania 34, it's several years too late. And while John Cena still has some gas left in the tank, The Undertaker was virtually on his last legs at WrestleMania 33. It's not a horrible effort against Roman Reigns, but it was a noticeable step that he lost. And furthermore, The Undertaker experienced the perfect send-off last year, and I can't see any situation where the WWE could top it. It was John Wayne riding off into the sunset. It was sad. It was just overall a very emotional night, a very emotional way to conclude WrestleMania. But it worked. 
It's a lasting image that is burnt into our memories. And I, and that's the thing about WrestleMania, is that Vince wants to create memories and moments. And that was a moment that will stand the test of time, for better or worse. So I'm not saying that they're going to taint that by having this match, but how do you top it? I mean, do you have like a have them roll into a casket and then it just explodes? I mean, I, at this point, I have no idea. Unless they're going for a theme for the theatrics here. Uh, Bearded Warrior via Twitter, a big supporter of the program. Who should induct the Dudley Boys into the Hall of Fame? Well, Bubba recently mentioned on Twitter that it should be Paul Heyman, Edge, and Christian, or the Hardy Boys. Now, Paul Heyman is rumored to be inducting Goldberg, so I think it would be a great idea to actually have Edge and Christian, along with the Hardy Boys, induct them together. Because those three teams will be forever connected to each other, it makes sense to me. So have all four. That'd be a fun little reunion to have all three teams on the stage at once, right? Kyle Scarf, one of my dear buddies via Facebook. Given his amounts, natural progression, and building, do you think it would be wise for WWE to consider adding or either adding Braun Strowman to the Universal title match at WrestleMania or possibly even move Reigns out of the match in favor of Braun? If it were up to me, and I know that this is kind of uh, going into business for someone else here, a healthy Samoa Joe would be dethroning Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34. That's how I would book it. Because out of everybody who's gone up against Brock Lesnar and brought out the best in them, other than AJ Styles, I think Samoa Joe was that guy. With that being said, Braun Strowman also deserves a universal title reign. And pinning Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania would legitimize the monster among men as the next big star. It'd be undeniable at that point. Roman Reigns will continue to be the face of the company. It's inevitable. But he's already main evented WrestleMania three years in a row. And it's time for a change. We saw that with Hulk Hogan in the 80s. And it gets tiresome. It gets predictable. So let somebody else have that moment to shine and step into the spotlight. Braun Strowman is definitely close to ready for it. Jeremy via Twitter. I love this question. Anything Mount Rushmore related. And it's not because I'm a history buff or a monument buff. But I just love these kind of questions because nobody has the exact same answer. Who is your Mount Rushmore of NXT? Ooh, that's a good one. I'll go off the top of my head here. Nakamura, Finn Balor, Asuka, and Sami Zayn. Now, I'll give you my reasoning for both or my rationale for, for all four. Um, Nakamura and Finn Balor really carried the ball probably further and longer than anyone else. And same with Asuka as well, too. I mean, Asuka took that entire women's division to a completely new level. I mean, and that's not a knock on Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, or, um, you know, Bailey at all. I mean, they're, they're all truly phenomenal. I mean, Alexa Bliss really didn't hone her craft until she got to the main roster, even though she was starting to kind of find her stride there. But Asuka was on a completely different level and she really uh, took that division to another level in, in my humble opinion as well too she elevated it which is what every 
top stars should be doing is elevating other talents and other divisions if necessary. And Sami Zayn, because he was that definitive underdog, I think he represented everything that was great about NXT, right? He had heart, he had passion, he had grit, and he had longevity as well too. So I will forever connect him to NXT. And, and again, he's he's done a pretty good job on SmackDown Live. I mean, he's pretty forgettable on Raw, but I'll always remember him as such a critical part of NXT. So Nakamura, Finn Balor, Asuka, and Sami Zayn would be my choices. What do you think about that Mount Rushmore? So that will do it for yet another edition of Ask the Top. I am grateful for your support. I want to throw something out there. This is a little bit off the cuff. I mean, this entire program is essentially off the cuff, but I'm thinking of doing more with this program. Perhaps branching out a little bit too. How about a co-host? I love to entertain. I love to make people laugh. love to make people smile. This program does a little bit of that, and it's also informative as well, too. But perhaps we go to a completely different format on a completely different show. I'm not saying I would abandon this one, but perhaps something new. I've even thrown out a, a couple other concepts. There's one that a, a good buddy and, and I were discussing as well, too. You know, One where we go back and we take situations, you know, pretty substantial ones as well, too, and we take a look at what would happen. There was a shift in history. What if Hulk Hogan wasn't the third man in the NWO, right? It's a seismic change. So that's another option out there. So what would you like to see? Or would you like to see uh, an additional program? I mean, I'll stick around with this one for a little while longer. Why not? You keep tuning in, you keep supporting it, and I love it. But throwing the idea out there, let me know all over social media. So we'll do this again very soon. And happy trails to you. Until we meet again.